And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. An off-duty Garda from County Mayo was in Dublin for the All-Ireland final when the alleged incident occurred. Whilst chatting with friends on Talbot Street, he was suddenly struck on the buttocks. Upon turning around, he saw the accused, Robert Montague of Bram Stoker Crescent, whom he said had adopted a martial arts pose. Mr Montague was heard to say, what are you bleeding looking at? But before an answer could be given, the accused kicked the plaintiff in the chin, knocking him backwards into a shopping trolley. Mr Montague then pushed the trolley in the direction of Amian Street. Upon reaching Connolly Station, he removed the cowboy hat the plaintiff was wearing and urinated in it before placing it back on his head. The plaintiff said of the experience, it frightened the shite out of me altogether, Lord Jesus. <laughs> St. Patrick's Day and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. Today's episode, scratch that. Today's classic brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer made with real vodka, real seltzer, real juice. It's Neutral, the one with the umlaut. It's Friday, March 17th, 2023. This is The Drop. I'm G.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory and alongside me as always, that's Tess Mellis. Who else see a leprechaun? Say yeah! <laughs> yeah! Good drawing! Wow! Very similar to that classic clip. Oh, I love that. Uh, next to Tassie, it's the bearded one, my top hat top boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, the Irish man himself, Jason Doyle. Hello! Ah, there he is, and here we are. The one guy not wearing green is the actual Irishman. Yeah. Well, I'm drunk if it makes you feel hey! any better. <laughs> what, you got a little Bailey's Irish cream in that coffee? Oh, yes. Or just straight Guinness? Uh, Guinness with Bailey's. Eh, it's Friday. Live a little. <laughs> Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Like the vid. Please subscribe. Comment away. Grab your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Hoodies, t-shirts, mugs. Check out yesterday's No Buffs podcast. Our recap of episode three of Survivor 44. Talking real and fake idols. Sitting out challenges. Kane's rendition of O Canada. And this is big news on next week's No Buffs. Special guest, Owen Knight from Survivor 43, here in the factory. Wow. To talk about episode four. So that's next Thursday, but uh, make sure you uh, subscribe uh, wherever you watch or listen to No Buffs, our Survivor podcast. You're still watching. On its own feed. It's on its own feed. Yes, of course I'm still watching. Good. That makes makes my warm. (laughs) That makes my warm. My warm heart. Your heart warm? Flutter. Yeah, you got me into it. It took uh, 15 years. (laughs) Yeah, we got you. (laughs) We absolutely got you. You're not the only one. We got a lot of people. Oh, I know. A lot of people. We broke people down just by constantly talking (laughs) about Survivor. It's a good time to get in. Yeah, and uh, hey, this weekend we're re-releasing the next installment of our 2021 summer podcast series, Fast Friends, where we tackled every single movie from the Fast and Furious franchise. So up next, this weekend... We'll probably drop it early Saturday morning. 2003's Too Fast, Too Furious. And I remember at the time, 
being absolutely shocked that Vin Diesel was not in this movie. So spoiler there, but uh, yeah, we will re- be re-releasing uh, this one on the weekend as we make our way to Fast X some now, I don't know, nine weeks from now. We were reviewed 10 Fast and Furious movies, about 24 hours of footage in these movies when you really think about it. Yeah. Two of the best lines are in Too Fast, Too Furious and probably the best theme song outside of the Wiz Khalifa, if I ever want to see you again, <laughs> sure, version. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a good, bad one. Yeah, so check it out. Uh, either w- or whether or not you listened to it the first time or watched it the first time we did this, or this is new to you and you're trying to like catch up and learn all about the Fast and Furious franchise uh, before Fast X, which drops in May. Um, I re-listened to the first one that we did. It warmed my heart. <laughs> my heart was a flutter. I don't know why I'm saying that today. Uh, no, it was great. It was great. Was it was better than I remembered because, man, it was long. But there was a lot to talk about. Yeah, we were excited to talk about a movie, I think. Yeah, I am excited to see how how we go from week to week here mm. in re-releasing these and our energy <laughs> levels and our disdain for maybe some of the scenes and yeah. some of the characters. I remember uh, that we packed a couple or like three into like three days or something of recording like, yeah oh my god with these movies but yeah it was, <laughs> it was yeah. fun it was right. fun well if you want to check that out on the weekend on today's drop podcast though we're gonna play a little is this news we've got worst of the week yes nominees we'll take a look at i believe our already busted march madness bracket <laughs> uh that didn't take long whoops and we've got some rapid fire fun to end it with to end the pod but uh we start with some some quick game recaps, and some questions off of them. Kings beat the Nets. They clinched their first winning season since 2005-2006. For the first time in 17 years, this is a winning team. Okay, no matter what happens, if they lose from here on out for the rest of the regular season, they're still a winning team at the end of it all. But the question off of this task, especially the way they did it last night, um, playing a little defense, getting getting a little ugly if we're being honest. Probably some of those games are going to have to win in the playoffs. Do you think the Kings are a legit title contender with what we've seen since the All-Star break, and really all season long. Are you buying that? Are you ready to put them up into that tier? Are they a tier below still, even two tiers below? Where do you have this team, the Kings? Yeah, they sit in second right now, which is a great spot because you play a play-in team. If that's where they end up, you avoid the Suns, Warriors, Clippers sort of triumvirate, which is going to be tough. You'd rather play a a Wolves or, or... Mavs team. Then you get into the second round. Let's say you win that and you play a 3-6 because there's no reseeding happening there. So you play a 3-6 matchup, which could be a Grizzlies. You have home court, although the Kings are the best road team in the Western Conference by several games. So there's a good chance, a solid chance, as good as you can hope to get to the conference finals. I don't want to be a buzzkill, but they are not a contender. Let's be quite honest here. They're 25th and 30th. Uh, 25th of 30 teams in defense. And yeah, they won. They out-rebounded yesterday against a Brooklyn Nets team that struggles to rebound. They got on the offensive glass. That's what they did. They they beat them in an ugly game, which you have to do in the postseason, yeah. as, as you said there, Skeets. It's got to happen a few times. But the first five months of the season tells a better picture, I think, than just yesterday. Their offense is, is going to be good. Might be some bright lights. But I think their offense will stay true. It's the defense. Since we've had mm-hmm. access to the data, only two teams have ranked outside the top 10 defensively throughout the season and gone on to win a championship, and both those were defending champs. It was the 0-1 Lakers when Shaq said, all right, we're going to chill for the season, then <laughs> kick ass in the playoffs. And the Warriors did it in 18 when they were ranked 11th. Both teams could flip the switch. They knew how to win. Yeah. And they were the number one defense in the playoffs in both instances. 
can we see the Kings coming anywhere close to that? No chance. Right. There, there just is no, no real chance. Thanks to John Schumann for that set. You got to be really good defensively to be able to to pull that off. And there's some other factors we can get into, but I'll I'll just start there. I just don't think that they can knock off four teams. Okay, let's say if you're a contender, you got to be able to clearly get to the finals. I think that's just it's tough. It's mm-hmm. tough. The, the conference finals would be an incredible season. There's a path beyond that. I don't think so. What do you think? I'm with Tass. I think this is already an incredible season. But for me, the peak with the Kings is perfect matchups and a conference finals appearance. That would be the absolute ceiling for me. I kind of think you just got to go through it in the playoffs before you can really string together some success. Just making the playoffs is a success. I think they're going to score for sure come playoff time. Yeah. But they're also going to give up a whole bunch of points. And it comes down to, can you be the team that scores more four times in a series? I think that will happen uh, quite a few times. But also, I think there will be some losses where the game slows down a little bit. They have a cold shooting night from the field. And they just don't look like the Kings we've seen in the regular season. That being said, winning a game last night, shooting 39%, turning the ball over 12 times, and still winning? I thought that was pretty impressive. 24 points, 21 rebounds for DeMontis Sabonis. That was a lot of roast beef. But more importantly, they gave up no second-chance points to the Brooklyn Nets. They knew it was a sloppy game. They had played the night before, came down to the very last, last possession against the Bulls. So they had to find a different way to win. Magic number six right now. Wow. <laughs> for the Sacramento to Kings. To lock up a playoff spot. To lock it in, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, some bad news from that game. Uh, Kevin Herter, he was scoreless in six minutes, but he had to leave with a right leg injury. And, you know, he was limping after missing a shot there in the first quarter. He is having an MRI exam today, here on Friday. Uh, we will wait to find out how serious that is or not. Hopefully not for Kings fans because that would be a downer. He's been pretty instrumental to their great season. Oh, he's been yeah. really instrumental and so has their health. And he, has, totally. he has been... Very ridic- totally They right. have been ridiculously healthy. Yeah. Every one of their top eight players has played at least 62 of the 69 games, losing a grand total of 25 total contests so far. Another John with the stat. That's a John Hollinger stat right there. <laughs> yeah. They don't miss games. Yeah, hopefully this isn't the point where they miss an extended period here. They they out gutted a team yesterday totally, and and the, like we said, that's how you went sixteen to zero in second chance points yesterday against the Nets. But look up and down the the Western Conference. I just don't see that happening uh, with a bunch of teams several several times where you can you can just get extra points and play D. I I don't see that happening. I mean, you can talk yourself into them being a contender, like you said, for at least a conference finals. Definitely, like, I like how you went through, like, the bracket, where they fall in the bracket, that 2-3 side. You know, maybe, like, the perfect scenario for them is, yeah, the Wolves in round one, and then they're playing the winner of the Grizzlies Clippers or something in round two. I like the Mavs and in I round think, one. They're going to outscore that Okay, team. or that, yeah. So, like, that makes sense. Like, they could make a run. They're seven and six, the Kings are, against the Mavs, Grizzlies, Warriors, and Clippers. Okay, they're three and two against the Wolves and Jazz. I'm like obviously combining these. They're perfect against the Thunder this year. So yeah, maybe you can squint and see it. They have star power. That's been proven. They got two All NBA guys possibly here in Sabonis and Fox. They've got like a guy that's like a game changing sort of a rational confidence guy off the bench in Monk, who's had a great year. They got a vet wing in Harrison Barnes. He's been there, done that. So that helps a little bit. You got some young X factors, I guess, in Murray and maybe Mitchell. They got a great coach. There's some belief. They're going to have incredible home court or uh, uh, crowd advantage. Mm-hmm. No doubt. They'll be probably the best in the in the NBA with that team uh, and that crowd. And they're playing the best basketball of the season right now, too. So that counts uh, for something, I think. But, yeah, 
conference finals. That would be, oh my God. We're talking about a team that hasn't won. Had a winning season in 16 years. Is a, a championship, win? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, the team they don't want to see in the first round is the Lakers. Like, that's the team coming out of the play-in that I would be most worried about uh, currently if I'm the Kings, just because LeBron and AD will feast inside in that game. But Sacramento could shoot them out of the series, yeah. no doubt. Uh, all right, moving on here. We had the Nuggets top in the Pistons. They ended their little skid. They clinched the Northwest Division. Suns held off the Magic, 116-113. They snapped their three-game losing streak. And the Pacers uh, rallied late to beat the Eastern Conference-leading Bucks. I bring up those three games, Nuggets winning, Suns winning, and then Bucks losing there. Um, because I wanted to ask you guys, if we're not including the Kings, let's get to ranking the top five NBA title contenders right now with basically a month to go left in the regular season. So TK, why don't you get a start? I don't know if you're going five through one or you're starting at the top going one through five, but who do you have as the best five teams to actually win the title this year? I've got it as a sort of pyramid skeet. So I'm going to be going from the top of the pyramid to the bottom. (laughs) I've organized these teams into three tiers, the S tier, the A tier and the B tier. These are my teams that are championship contenders. So they could all win it. I technically have three at the bottom of my pyramid. Otherwise, it would fall over. You got to have three at the bottom. <laughs> All right, so one, two, three, we're going here. Yes. Okay. S tier, the absolute championship favorites. They lost last night. <laughs> hey, what can you do? What can you do? Sometimes the Pacers trick you into playing a too fast game. They'll do that. They did it to the Sixers as well, but the Sixers pulled out the win. I got Milwaukee as the championship favorites. Yeah. They've been awesome since January. They've got Giannis. They've won a championship. They're about the healthiest they've been this season. And they've added some pieces in Joe Ingles and Jay Crowder, which should probably be helpful uh, come playoff time. So, yeah, I got the Bucks alone as the absolute favorites. Totally agree. Yep. We talked Top about it recently. Pyramid. Makes sense. I love this pyramid talk. Matty O's going to be pumped to hear this, too. Oh, he's he been talking a lot about pyramids on pyramid. his Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only problem would be is if the Pacers can get into the play-in tournament, get to the eighth seed, and take down the Bucks Oof. by accidentally outscoring them a bunch of times. <laughs> uh, the A tier. My next two teams uh, in the championship pecking order, I've got the Celtics, number two, followed by... The Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, he sticks in the East. Interesting. I I do believe the champion is coming from the Eastern Conference this year. The reason I have the Celtics ahead of the Sixers is because the Celtics own the Sixers. This is going to be a very much paper, rock, scissors matchup sort of deal, I think, because I think the Celtics can beat the Sixers. I think the Sixers can beat the Bucs, and I think the Bucs can beat the Celtics. Okay. So we'll see exactly how they all break down once it comes down to it. But I've got the Celtics just a little bit ahead of Philadelphia based on, you know, the past five seasons. Mm. <laughs> I threw the, I, I guess your your B tier is where I would put the Sixers and I, and I prop up the Nuggets into the A tier because I don't think the Sixers, well, they have to go through both those teams. I, I, I would just give the edge to both those teams while the Nuggets... As we talked, we just talked about the Sacramento Kings. There's, there's a chance. There's, there's, there's a slim chance here that a, a team sneaks in from a lower seed. It's kind of wide open. So the Nuggets should, should be the favorite there. The uh, problem to, is how they've played. They've played over the last. Oh, of week course, is, they have lots the of questions. They yeah. got lots of questions. Jamal Murray, you know, sort of being a, a bit of a hole in the defensive end. Um, offense, he's struggling. Their playoff depth is yeah. is an issue with Reggie Jackson not playing well their playoff defense will be questioned it will be challenged they got lots yeah. but i think they still are the favorite in the west and just this was more a numbers thing 
A team has to come out of the West. Okay. So. A team indeed does have to come out of the Western Conference. Yeah. I'm looking. I mean, the Sixers obviously are going to have huge question marks. Yeah. Once once they get to the playoffs, <laughs> the, the three biggest names on the Sixers: Harden, Embiid, Doc Rivers. Massive question marks come yeah. playoff time. Yeah. I still got them in the A tier though because I just think the East is better than the Western yeah. Conference this year. My B tier: all championship contenders, all from the Western Conference in order: the Suns. The Nuggets, the Warriors. Mm. Those are my three championship contenders okay. in the Western Conference. I'm with Tess. The Nuggets, I'm a little scared by the Nuggets right now because I think they only got six players that can actually play in the playoffs. And two of those are Jamal Murray, who has missed time this season with an injury and has looked pretty bad as of late when we're heading into the playoffs here. And Michael Porter Jr., is going to be a huge question mark come playoff time as yeah. well. They need his scoring on the court. They need his shooting. They need his rebounding. And they need him to play a little bit of defense. This is no doubt his best defensive season. But that's not their strong side of the court. So I'm just a little... The way the Nuggets have hit a little bit of a malaise here, they got a win last night, which is huge. Because if they lost to the Pistons, people would really be freaking out. That was an 80-80 to 80 game for a while. They turned it on. I mean, they turned it yeah, on. That's they definitely what good teams do. But yeah. And Jokic was a monster, of course. Yep. Um, and I think there are similar questions, honestly, for the Suns. They're a super shallow team as well. We've seen their full team together for three games but Kevin Durant could be joining this team, and that guy is incredible. They are built for a playoff series because they've already got three of the greatest mid-range shooting jumpers. They've been to a finals. They can, I think they could have a better defense than Denver can going forward, but they've basically got four guys who are guaranteed to play in a playoff series and then a whole bunch of question marks as well. As for the Warriors, I just can't stop thinking about the fact that there's going to be a lot of games where they have the best player on the court. And that helps. Yeah, yeah, but I can't convince myself. If Andrew Wiggins doesn't play, I, I don't see how they could do this. You kind of, you talk about, like, I mean, Draymond doesn't look like, you know, Draymond of years old. He's still a great defender, but I could see this team. As, like, Curry is proving he can score 50 and 40s, and they can still lose. And, you know, you could say this is just a blip, this weird year where they can't win on the road, and you think that's just going to magically disappear, I guess, come playoff time. Maybe it will, because they always win a road game early on in every playoff series under Steve Kerr. But with no Wiggins, that I mean, that's the mass, the massive question mark. If he is not there, there's no way I'm picking them. Because he was, we talked for months, because the playoffs go that long, about this guy being their second best player. No doubt. Right? Last year, when they sure. won a title. Like, all the time. How he was, obviously what he was giving them offensively and just how important he is on the defensive end. So, yeah. who knows? It's just like a big shrug with him. Uh, whether he even returns this year. Yeah, because they're a small team, and Wiggins was playing big and, and helping out and being a really big wing and helping out on the boards. Yeah. That helped out a lot. It helped out at this defense, which is struggling uh, big time. They don't have a lot of bigs. That's why I had the Suns over the Warriors, even though the Warriors have been there, and the Suns are, are also shallow. They have, they've had a really solid defense all year long, and their, you know, their offense has been outside the top 10, mainly because Booker has been hurt, and then Durant comes back. And, and it's easy to make the comparison to two years ago when the Brooklyn Nets didn't have their big three going into the playoffs much during the regular season, just eight games combined, and they were awesome until they got hurt, and they lost to the eventual champs in the yeah. Bucks. So it's hard not to believe in the Suns. And, and you see the fifth part in Josh Okoji, who's never – played playoff basketball, I don't think. I don't think he's had a minute. Uh, he's he's their fifth guy, and you had the game-sealing block against the Magic yesterday. Like, that dude is fitting in pretty well as the fifth sort of defensive-type guy, and they were just in a final. So I would buy them 
as the as the team that could easily come out of the Western Conference. Did you struggle at all with that final portion of your bottom pyramid there in um, excluding like a Clippers or I guess you know we already talked about it, but the Kings like another team instead of one of those ones you have in there. Like the I Clippers, guess you could guess. maybe have the Clippers yeah. instead of the Warriors, but not really. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I not wouldn't. Really. I yeah. wouldn't. I mean, look. You you might more. You seem to be like the bigger Clipper fan of the yeah. bunch here. At least Wei Kwai is playing. The more you he's see balling. of him, the more you he go. Balling, oh, geez, sure. he could yeah. do that. We've seen it before. Literally on multiple teams, this guy just win playoff series. They are so. still figuring out the rotations though, and that's that's a bit of an issue going into the plus. Yeah, he's leading. Yeah. Um, and they're getting smarter, and Ty Lue figures out rotations just like that. So there's a chance they stay healthy. Uh, I would have them in my uh, my C plus tier or whatever, okay. uh, you know, right right after those teams. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's hear from everybody out there. Good stuff, TK. You looked uh, fancy in your hat too, breaking down that pyramid. I think it comes off very authoritative. You know, <laughs> wearing, wearing such a classy hat as this. One. <laughs> okay, so who do you have as your uh, top five or even six NBA title contenders? How are you ranking them? Who's at the top? Who's just getting in there? Let us know. Uh, the final game from last night, just quickly here. Raptors won their sixth straight oh, yeah. at home. Oh, yeah. They beat the Thunder one twenty eight one eleven. I thought this was one of the best Raptors wins of the season in oh, the yeah. sense that everybody played well on the same night. Mm-hmm. What a novel concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has, hasn't happened a lot with this no. Raps. Siakam will be on. Van Vliet will be struggling, you know. OG will be on. Barnes will have a stinker. But everybody played pretty well. Siakam 25-14, and 14, flirted with a triple-double. You had Van Vliet, Barnes, OG. They all hit 17 points or more. Pirtle is third straight double-double, 16-12. and 12. Gary Trent Jr. lights off. Lights out, excuse me, off the bench. <laughs> lights off. It was lights off for the Thunder trying to guard Gary Trent Jr. Saved it. Not at all. He had 23 <laughs> points on 11 field goal attempts. So, good win. And uh, let's just take a look at the playoff bracket because NBA.com, they got it going already. Here we go. The playoff picture. If the play-in tournament started today, here's what it would look like. This is what it looks like. Yeah, Raps would have the Wizards in the 9-10 matchup to then have to take on the loser of the Heat Hawks, if it stayed like this. Well, just have a look. But any thoughts on on the Raps or this breakdown here from uh, the actual playoff picture? Oh, well, it sure looks like Giannis is coming to the Danforth, coming to have some fun <laughs> on the road in Toronto for two games. Yeah, they looked incredible. They also have had to feel it out and understand each other with Jakob Pertl coming back. And to me, the biggest... The best sign, I guess, coming from this game was Pascal Siakam, who has started to shoot further away from the basket with Jakob Pertl in the lineup. Mm-hmm. The, the shots have been pretty good. The catch-and-shoot threes, but he hasn't been going to the rim, but he had 14 of his shots in or near the paint in this game. And he's he he's such a big part of this team. Fred has looked good with a pick-and-roll partner, but getting Pascal back, because he has struggled since the trade, and just this whole team, as you said. Six guys, 17 points or more. It looked like the Raptors of last year where they, they'd kill you with a 1,000 cuts. They beat them in the fast break points big time, 23 to 6. And it just it just looked like a team that knows what their identity is, get out and run, and Pascal looked really comfortable. Even Mark Digno, Thunderhead coach, said the Raptors were very much on brand tonight. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. On brand, a basketball team on brand. One interesting note from this game is uh, Nurse decided – not to play Precious Achua off the bench. Mm. DNPCD for him. He has been quite bad 
yes. uh, recently. Uh, William Liu does a great job with the Raptors show. He's been talking for weeks, every episode after every Raptors game, pointing out like just Precious making like dumb mistakes, not really contributing. So Nurse says, you know what, Coloco, you're the first big off the bench. Not that he did a whole lot either, but the energy was a little bit better. Um, so I wonder if Nurse will stay with that and Precious like out of the rotation? Or was it just like, we'll try this tonight it's, and uh, got the results that they want. It's playing time. Yeah, it's playoff time basically for the Raps, every one of these games. So you like the chances I sounded like of the Heat beating the Hawks, Hawks getting one more chance. You like the Raps beating the Wizards and then the Raps beating the Hawks <laughs> to take on the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, you summed it up. Yeah, whoever, the Raps are going to get there. Um, yeah, the Heat Hawks. Has, the Heat are the favorite, obviously, there. If you polled, I was going to say casual fans, but even maybe like people that would consider themselves, I'm an NBA fan, pulled them on, hey, do you know how the play-in tournament works? No. What percentage would be able to actually tell you how it works? I'm convinced a lot of people don't really realize it's the 7, 8, 9, 10, and then yeah. winner moves on, but the loser gets another chance. I'm convinced a lot of people don't know it. I don't know why. just feels like it. Well, yeah, because no other tournaments work that way. <laughs> that's Maybe probably that's why it. it's confusing. <laughs> Usually the highest seed plays the lowest seed, and then they advance yeah. to play the winner of that one. Uh, especially considering we're in tournament time where – that's how it yeah, happens, yeah. and every other tournament happens that way. Uh, but I don't know. I think you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. Most don't know. guess the Nets could be in the play-in tournament, though. Yeah. They could get all the way down there. It's only a one-and-a-half game yeah. spread, I think, that sure. the Nets are up over the heat. Yeah, and, we'll the, and the Raps could easily jump the Hawks for the, you know, air quotes right now, eight seed. Yeah. And uh, I don't think they're going to catch the heat. Or whoever's no. at the seventh spot, I should say. Yeah, no. be at the heat or the Nets. But it would, yeah. The, and then it's... You know, the Raps might lose to the Heat in that instance, but Hawks and Wizards aren't winning two games in a play-in tournament, if that's how it works. We'll see. All right, let's get to a little Is This News. Do-do-do-do. Is This News. I got some headlines for you guys. You can tell me whether or not they're newsworthy. First one, it's from ESPN. Joel Embiid catches Jokic as the favorite for NBA MVP. Is This News? No. Not at all. Catch, catches him for being the favorite. You can't even catch to be a favorite. Yeah, he passed him mm-hmm. right now because he is the narrative. He's balling. Jokic is struggling. So that's where the money is going. It's going on Embiid. He's the story. A few weeks ago, Emmanuel Quickly of the New York Knicks caught whatever you want to you know term it, whatever whatever we want to throw it as. He was the number one. Uh, Odds on favorite, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, to to be the sixth man of the year. Okay, that went away fast. <laughs> <laughs> so because the Knicks fell off, and he's not going to be the sixth man of the year. But people were on it for a couple weeks because because it. it was a hot story. Embiid is different in that he can win MVP and quickly won't, but. As far as the odds on favorite, it's just uh, as the gales go, you know, as the winds go, that, that's what's going to happen. That's all it is. It's a narrative, baby. That's I just all. wanted – I know you just meant more probably the team. You said Jokic sort of struggling as of oh, late. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, no, his last good. four games averaging 33, I th- meant 12, yep. and 10. Um, yeah, I mean, it's basically his average is unbelievable, 67% shooting. But you're right. Yeah. He's been a monster, and they're winning, and uh, this is why he has now passed him. Yeah, in, in this and, and I, I said it uh, subconsciously that Jokic is struggling because that's what betters do. They say, yeah, yeah they, they associate with the team, and he has to take blame for that, and he will mm-hmm. when it comes to voting. Uh, if if they're way behind the Bucks slash Celtics slash Sixers in terms of best uh, record, is this uh, newsworthy because Jokic was the clear cut favorite since 
early February, uh, and now Embiid has overtaken him, according to some books, or it's tied in other ones. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's newsworthy just because, I mean, we were at All-Star, and this was one of the questions, basically, and Jokic at that point was like 77% of the vote in Tim Bontemps' straw poll, right? And now, at the very least, even though it is influenced uh, by the betting and... uh, you know, the yeah. casinos wanting to get people to get their money in on the guy who's yeah. having a hot run right now. Uh, it's more of a discussion on March 17th than it was on February 17th, definitely. So yeah. I think it's um, I think it's newsworthy because we're still talking MVP and we still got 10 games left of the season. And it feels more undecided now than it has basically the entire season. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's, it's, it's up in the air. Um, and they play again, which is really exciting. I mean, yeah. hopefully they both play in that game and both teams are fairly healthy across the board. What is it, March 28th, I want to say? Um, I think was on the list of games to watch. Yeah, it's, when it's I went March 20-something. Yeah, it's late March, so we'll see uh, what impact that has on all this. March 27th. 27th, thank you. And he is okay. atop the NBA.com MVP ladder right now. Embiid is over Jokic and... Yanni. So mm. yes, the seventy. What was it? A seventy-three percent straw poll. Seventy-seven. He had seventy-seven percent of the votes. Yeah, that would be you straw him again. It would be reduced. Uh, definitely reduced. Yeah. I, you could almost argue more people would be voting for Embiid if you did it right now today. You could argue that for I sure. Think so. I mean, it, it's close. It's def- <laughs> it would Hell, definitely. Hell, some be of close. those first place votes might go to Giannis. That's why I think Giannis has has a, a significant chance because mm-hmm. people will just kind of throw up their hands. I don't know. Is mm-hmm. it Embiid? Is it Jokic? Ah, just give it to the guy you'd take in a playoff series. We've been doing a lot of Monday night playback streams. Yep. Yes. March 27th. Oh. That's a Monday night. Oh. However. Uh-oh. 9.30 p.m. start because the Ooh. game is in Denver. Do we have the guts? Do we have the guts to do a late playback stream? <laughs> do we have the guts to the... stay up till midnight? <laughs> Can they do Sleepover! <laughs> oh, come here and do it. Nice. The three of us have to put our heads into that tiny little circle together as we're chatting. <laughs> okay, well, we are doing another playback uh, for sure this upcoming Monday, which I think we're running back uh, Mavericks Grizzlies, are we not? Is it was that such or a that banger least the, the first time? Yeah, right? that's yeah, the that game we're struggle. starting with. We just have to pick one game to tell all of you, yeah. and then we bounce around, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, there's other games going okay, on. So. I, I took that into account, but you know, we'll have a Kyrie back. Unlike last week, should have a Luca back. Tiny chance we have a Morant back, too. Okay. Uh, next headline here from The Athletic. A fine website. Hawks and Bogdan Bogdanovich agree to a four-year, $68 million extension. Trey, you get a start here. Is this news? Unexpected news. Absolutely. An yep. extension signed in the middle of March? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> hey, man. We were supposed to be talking deals last month, but... A good deal, I think, for Bogdanovich, 18 mil. He's worth that when he's healthy, and that's the problem. He'll be 31 at the start of next season. With the Hawks, he missed 28 games his first year in Atlanta, followed by 19. He's at 26 already this season. Though they do seem to be saying his knee, the reason he's been missing time is more for management rather than pain or anything Mm -hmm. like that, which maybe that's encouraging going forward. Mm -hmm. I also suppose that... A four-year deal with, you know, in the teens for a guy who's a spot starter, six-man-of-the-year kind of player. That's a good Lego to have contract-wise. If yeah. they, if he has a good season health-wise next year, somebody could easily talk themselves into Bogdanovich coming off the bench for them in a playoff role or something like that. But it does feel like they're paying a ton of money 
for their backcourt <laughs> between Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, and now Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yeah. They could have just kept Kevin Herter. This is going to eat into A.J. Griffin minutes. And it means John Collins, he's back on the trading block. Oh, yeah, he is. Because something's going to have to change. They're going to be over the tax for a team that's a 500 team. Yep. Uh, they've been trying to change things up quite a bit. They brought in Murray last summer. Something else will happen, I do believe, going forward here. Yeah, it's good money for Bogdanovich just to get locked in because he has been injured. Uh, so it's news for him. But it's also news for the other 29 teams because they've got to make a trade here because they're at 169 mil for next season. Basically guaranteed next season for an average team. That's yeah. a lot. A lot. So I think John Collins, Clint Capella, very available. Those two. Because they're going to replace them with cheaper contracts that they already have. Anyeka Kongwu, right. Sadiq Bey, Jalen Johnson, those dudes. And Bogdanovich also could be tradable at, at some point. Then they have to pay DeJounte Murray. So they've got six guys making 17 or more next season. And DeJounte Murray's gonna got to get paid beyond next season. He's an expiring after next year. So six guys making 17 or more. I think you you take away the John and the Clint from those guys. I think they're going to pay for, for, for long term. And that's Trey Murray, Hunter, who they've also signed to a big deal, and Bogdanovich for now. So those are the guys that they're going to build around, most likely. Yeah, the problem with Bogey is because of these like knee and back issues and all that, the idea of him is always better than the actual mm-hmm. result we generally get from him. He'll have big games. I mean, he's a shooter. We've seen him, what he can do in international play, too. But it's like over the run of a season, this isn't enough. I mean, I guess the deal's not that bad. He was declining 18 mil for next year to basically, what, get 17 mil for the next couple of years moving forward as he yes. just gets older. Does that mean he's going to stay healthy? I guess possible, but uh, he's a good shooter. He's a 40% three-point shooter, um, but 14 points, like that's what you're getting. Like he can find 14 points in this league <laughs> in, from like a million guys, it feels like, given the opportunity. But yeah, they made the mistake with the herder, and now they're like, all right, we'll lock him up here for long term, and whether they trade him or trade some of these other guys, they're going to have to. John Collins has to be traded, right? Yeah, I think <laughs> right. So. This summer, this summer, that this twenty-five million dollar deal is moved. I know we said that this know. was the year, yeah. but this is really, really going to be yeah. the year. Yeah, I do believe. Uh, final headline: CBS Sports. Michael Jordan in talks to sell majority stake in the Charlotte Hornets, per report. Uh, this uh, report coming from Woj. Is this news? MJ looking to get off uh, or sell some of the uh, majority stake in the Hornets. Oh, yeah, this is news. This is Michael Jordan selling his franchise, obviously making a ton of money. Bought it for 275 mil. From now, Bob about, Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> from the Bob Bob Johnson of the Bobcats fame. That's right. Uh, once upon a time, 275 mil. There's no valuation right now on, on the Charlotte Hornets, but you got to assume, you know, it's a heck of a lot more. Forbes has it at $1.7 billion. So he's selling the majority, which is one of the lower, you know, values for a franchise. I think it's like bottom five. Yeah, yeah. Are we at a point here where, as NBA uh, team valuations skyrocket, is there going to be a plateau? Uh, I don't know, Um, and I don't know if MJ is trying to cash in on that or he's just done. He's just had enough. (laughs) You'd see him. You saw him with his head in his hands sitting courtside recently. Doesn't often sit courtside, but maybe he's just done. It's just. Yeah, it's uh, it's a goat. It's the only currently black majority owner in the NBA uh, who would be selling off to across a all four major sports. Oh, I thought really, I didn't know that. I think majority owner. Someone can fact check me on that. I I think so. I just know the National Basketball yeah. Association. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that, that's the unfortunate part. If if this does go through, 
Any thoughts on this? Yeah, it's news. It's Michael Jordan. Um, <laughs> 13 seasons as the owner in Charlotte. Three winning seasons, but he's going to be, I don't know, 5X in his money, <laughs> basically, right. on this. So who knows if we'll ever hit a plateau with regards to franchise valuations. We got a huge TV deal coming up, which should be quite lucrative. So maybe they go even higher. But I kind of do think, why not stick around and see if you get Victor Wembenyama? Probably sell the team for even more if that's the case. Yeah, yeah, good point. Well, okay, we should point out, no deal imminent. Woj did say that. So this isn't, like, happening, like, this weekend or anything. He also, Jordan, did sell significant minority stake back in 2020. So, you know, mm. you know, reduced it a little bit. This would be, in theory, majority stake. I guess he's considering selling it to a, a group led by Hornets minority owner, Gabe Plotkin, as well as Hawks minority owner, Rick Schnall. <laughs> Plotkin and Schnall <laughs> taking over, possibly. So, and, and even if he did sell the majority stake, I think by uh, Woj's reporting, he would still be a minority owner. So it's not like he's cutting ties completely. Mm. Um, but yeah, not a lot of winning here in Jordan's tenure. They've never won a postseason uh, playoff series. <laughs> That's How many playoff crazy. games have they I won? I think they've been in three times. I think, like Trey said, sort of three winning seasons. I think they've been in three yeah. playoffs. Kemba Walker. Kemba jumped in there. there was Al the... Jefferson probably yeah. had a year where he was a playoff yeah. guy. Yeah, there was the guy with the backpack yelling at D-Wade. They played <laughs> yeah. uh, That's that, call. Charlotte, Miami. Yeah, I think three. I feel like... I think three. Wait, you think it's more? No. Oh, okay. No, I'm just wondering how many games they actually won. Uh, I think it, handful. When did he take two, over? One? Did he take over in 2010? Yeah, yeah, he took over majority owner. Yeah. Okay, so that season, 09-10, it was the Charlotte Bobcats. Those Gerald Wallace made the playoffs. Yeah, Gerald Wallace, Tyson Chandler, DJ Augustine. Did they win a game? Or did they get swept? They got swept, swept. by the Magic, uh, and then they went back in 13-14. I'm guessing this was an Al Jefferson season. They got swept by <laughs> the Heat. Okay. Indeed, oh a Je- an Al Jefferson season. And then in 2016, uh, a Kemba Walker. They won three games. Hey! Oh. Lost in Game 7 to oh, Miami to seven. Heat. Yeah. Well, that was a very successful year. Keep running into Florida teams. Okay. Tough. Wow. All right. Yeah. Is MJ coming back is the question people were asking. <laughs> to play. <laughs> to play for the Hornets. Wow. Similar to when he was a minority owner of the Washington Wizards right. and had to sell off his stake before coming back and Real, playing. Real uh, Mario Lemieux situation. <laughs> yes, or yes. Lemieux, what, or was Lemieux playing while he owned the team? Was that a weird yeah, thing that then was he happening? Had, then he had to sell off. Yeah. One of the two. Yeah. Me and Magic Johnson. Similar stuff. No, you don't need that, JD. <laughs> I <laughs> no. just saw Mario Lemieux. I thought JD was playing us off to the average. <laughs> He's like, all right, you guys are talking about Mario Lemieux? Good, because I was going to bring up how Michael Jordan stuck around long enough on the sidelines that now his style is cool. Oh, yeah. Good Everybody's point. wearing giant jeans and leather blazers. Yeah. He waited it Jordan out. Jordan style. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, finally, I can sell my team. I'm out of here. Y'all like my clothes now. <laughs> I'm a fashion icon now. <laughs> See ya. All right, so let's take our first break. When we come back, Tass has a bunch of nominees for Worst of the Week, and uh, that might include our busted March Madness bracket. We'll take a look at that. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Back here in the Classic Factory on a Friday. Thanks, everybody, joining us live on YouTube. If you are, hit that thumbs up. The math is not mathin', all right? There's way too many of you watching and not enough likes. Math is not mathin'. I've been watching a lot of Love Island. They say that. It's really weird to me. (laughs) Math is not mathin'? Math not mathin'. It's not adding up. That's what they say. It's good, actually. Uh, All right, let's get to Worst of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, the Worst of the Week. Four nominees this week. You tell us. Who's the worst one? First one. Seems like he's been nominated a few times. The Memphis Grizzlies' Dylan Brooks for a few reasons. First one, he pushed a camera person this week. I don't know if you guys saw this. I did see this. But they're playing in Miami. He's going out of bounds. It's sort of near the scores table. And he kind of goes to the edge of it. And the scores table kind of catches him. And I guess he uses the excuse that his momentum was taking him forward. And there's a camera person right beside the scores table. Puts his left arm onto the shoulder of the camera person and shoves him back. And maybe that's why he doesn't get a fine because... The momentum was taking him forward. Now, this was Wednesday night, I do believe. So we still have time to find him retroactively, oh, NBA, no, if need be. That's, not that's the, a push. That's not the issue to me. Oh, it's we're like, going to the old cameraman? No. Go, yeah, go and check on him. Just go Uh-oh. and check on him. That's all. Heart, I don't think he maliciously meant to do it. You know, the oh, right momentum. Well, like, well I, th- I think he, as we've seen with Draymond Green and that kind of thing, if anybody gets in his way... It's not It's not like he tries to hurt them. Maybe malicious is the wrong word, but it's like in his brain. It's just brain operated. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push this person. It's like he's on a basketball floor. You're in my way. I'm pushing you if you don't have a blue jersey on. Something. It, it just It looks so weird. I mean, I, I – yeah, look, look, at the end, it does appear that he's straight up – it's almost pushy. like he pushes him to help himself get up, right? Yeah, get back on the floor. But like, okay, even if you do that, as is a little weird, just go and say, hey, you all right, man? That's it. That's, That's all I would have taken, and this wouldn't be anything. But yeah, he's a he is a weirdo, man. <laughs> Dylan Brooks is a strange cat. <laughs> That's all I can say about it. Dennis Rodman suspended eleven games once upon a time for kicking a cameraman right in the nuts. Yeah, yeah. this is not as bad. No, but no. he should have said. Sorry, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's all. Just, just be nice. Just a quick check-in on this guy. Yeah. That's all it quick takes. Quick check. 
Oh. Yeah, if he did say or sorry, somebody correct us. But it's very, very I, unlikely. I he walked so. away in this clip. You know, maybe later on in the game he came over, but it's highly unlikely. Yeah, it's a, it's not on the baseline. It's a different spot for a camera person yeah, grabbing yeah. some weird some, spot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. yeah. You don't see that quite often, but getting innovative there in Miami's arena. Anyway, second reason Dylan Brooks could be worse the week. It's clothing related. We know it. Uh, <laughs> the puffy vest he wore this week without a shirt underneath. Bare arms. Uh, zipped up all the way. This guy. He's got sunglasses guy. on. You cannot tell me this guy's Canadian, man. I just don't believe it. All of this stuff. Not not saying sorry to a camera guy he pushes. Being a complete dick. Wearing weird things like this. <laughs> Jean shorts. Puffy vest. Zero clothes, bare arms underneath, sunglasses. It's a it's a very weird look. Well, like, he's on brand, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Trey, you're the uh, the fashion aficionado. What do you what do you think about this? <laughs> yes, look at Trey right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, he, he was missing a hat. <laughs> uh, no, um, it's just not working. It ain't working, Dylan. A lot of people were saying. Um, you had uh, what Chris Kirkpatrick vibes? Definite, yeah. Sync Chris Kirkpatrick vibes. Yeah, you can see it. Uh, <laughs> this guy hates sleeves more than Vin Diesel, though. He's showing up a lot of times without sleeves on any of his attire. That's a great point, man. <laughs> Never shows. He's always showing arms. Dylan always. Brooks in Fast X. <laughs> Somebody's got to Photoshop that. I yeah. you can easily put Dylan Brooks on a Vin Diesel head. Yeah, I don't know if his arms. His arms are defined enough. But he, Vin Diesel's like no. arms are not really that defined. Other they're big. Out. Yeah. Dylan doesn't even. He doesn't. He's not really. He's pulling out the the tank tops, the undershirt tank tops. Well, There's not a lot of muscularity happening. Anyway, I'm sure. I'm sure they could fit him in if he wants to be an extra. <laughs> in I sort of like it now. Yeah, he'd be a good little oh, okay. cameo for a heel, a bad guy in Fast X. Why not? Yeah, definitely the look. There's no, there's no doubt. I'm sure he can act a little bit too. You know, he is, he's a bad guy. Uh, third reason here, he likes. Third, the, yeah, third oh. reason, Dylan Brooks. Now this is retroactive because we just had Stone Cold Day, Th- Happy 316 Day for all <laughs> yeah, who yesterday. celebrated yesterday. Yeah. He should have thought this through and worn his Stone Cold outfit yesterday instead of three weeks ago. Right. That's all I'm saying. So yeah. we're showing you the Stone Cold look again. <laughs> JD blasting the music. Now, actually, you know, he's more defined. Yeah, I lied. I lied. Yeah, I lied. Good here. I was, I was wrong. He's, he got pumped. <laughs> he got pumped for this look, which is the stone cold vest, other jean shorts, torn jean shorts. Yeah, it looks. It looks. That's a better look. That's a better look. Vest. Better shorts, better vest. Yeah, Papa John's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough, Dylan. Uh, the second nominee here in our worst of the week nominees. It's Kawhi Leonard. Of the Los Angeles Clippers. Why? Mm. Because he called an offensive foul on his own teammate. <coughs> you don't do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Eric Gordon shooting a three-point shot. And you can check the top of the screen if you're watching on YouTube. <laughs> Eric Gordon contorts his body to the side to get hit by Jonathan Kaminga. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard already he calls it. He's like, uh, <laughs> He's right. He was spot on. That's exactly what it was. Totally. He's walking back. As his player is on the floor trying to get a foul call, he said, nah, nah, Eric Gordon. Don't bring that ish onto our team. And he's right. He's totally right. And I will say this about the referees. You know, we have been all over them all season long. 
they've done pretty well with this contortion call that yeah. we that we railed against for years because it was annoying to watch guys pump fake and throw their body around. It's kind of been eliminated from the game. Yeah, a lot of a lot of players have figured out it's going to get me get an call. offensive foul call or I'm not getting the call at all, which means I'm not getting a good look. And it's gone away quite a bit. You're right. Yeah, we just. We don't give it the referees much love. So, but Kawhi, you're still saying worst of the week because you should, uh, no matter how egregious the call, you should. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Not help out the officials and call it against your own team. You gotta love Kawhi. He he just can't he can't turn basketball mode off. He saw the the foul call and he just he called it the way he saw it. It reminds me. So I love me, Kawhi, it but remi- I just wanted to include sorry, it. It reminds me of a commercial going around Twitter right now. I don't know when it aired originally. Did you guys see the sportsmanship commercial? That apparently the NCAA produced and made. Again, I feel like it's a couple years old and it's only coming around because of the tournament. But it's uh, the concept is it's like a high school game and it's like a ball. It's like it's really like bang bang call where it's like who did it go off on? And they call it for this one team and the guy comes back, the player comes back, and he's like, Coach, uh-huh. Coach, it was off me. <laughs> And they're all like, come on, man. <laughs> it's all upset. So he goes back to the official. He's like, nah, it's not our ball. And then it's all like sportsmanship. Yeah, cool. I've seen such a, I've seen <laughs> such a video. Oh, totally, great. totally. It's so cheesy, too. It's like, so it's cheesy. So poorly produced, but I guess that's a little Kawhi there. That's related. You know? Yeah, for sure. Would for he sure. be a good official, Kawhi, because he's so mm. stoic? Probably. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he would give any superfluous technicals. That's what I think. He'd be like, No. <laughs> you disagree with this call? No. You make the tiniest tea. Tea. You're out of here. This uh, this should be best of the week. This yeah. is great for referee player relationships. <laughs> That's it's true. It's been pretty bad lately. Kawhi smoothing things over. I got your back. We didn't learn any referees' names this week. That's huge, man. Mm. Um, there was a uh, one official actually who had a non-COVID illness yesterday. <laughs> His name was Brandon Adair. Yeah, I actually saw that. They brought in a different Brandon. Brandon Schwab had to go in for Brandon Adair. I learned those names yesterday. A Schwab for an Adair. So he was sick. Yes. Maybe hung Nothing over. to do with Maybe calls. Hungover. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just Don't saying. Don't you Adair. He, 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 he was sick, yeah. and it was also the first day of the NCAA tournament. Whoa. We're on to you, Ben. Yep. <laughs> Conspiracy. Brandon. Ben. No, no, no. Brandon. Brandon. Brandon, yeah, Brandon yeah. working from home. <laughs> I'll just rep from home. <laughs> you think uh, Joe Borgia and Monty McCutcheon were watching the tournament in the replay center? In the caucus last night? 100%. They got like a thousand monitors. Yeah. You can't turn one of them on to f- Thurman? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. We're doing our job here. <laughs> Ladies we're and gents. at the angles. <laughs> uh, all right. This next one is a real one. The Lonzo Ball uh, injury news. Yeah. He's undergoing a third surgery on his left knee. Now, he hasn't played all season for the Chicago Bulls. He was already deemed to be out for the rest of the season. Now, this latest injury news could keep him out for the entirety of the 2023-2024 season. Oh, that sucks. So yeah, third left knee surgery, as I said. This is going to be a cartilage transplant on his left knee. Get some healthy cartilage in there. Hopefully, he last appeared in a game January of last year, January 2022. So by the time he comes back, it's easily going to be two plus years. Could be two and a half full years. Two and, and a half Full years, like that's, that's not the right way to say it, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Two and a half years uh, after an initial surgery on January twentieth, twenty twenty two, the Heat or sorry, the team gave Ball a six to eight week timeline, and obviously that didn't happen. So he's just been struggling, and now this latest surgery is to correct that. The timeline here's 
He has had surgeries on it in 18, 22, and now 23. It's unfortunate. How, how are you looking at this, Trey, as uh, both Lonzo's future and the uh, Bulls' future? Bad. Mm-hmm. This is bad. This could be – this could easily be the end of Lonzo's career. There's mm-hmm. not a long history of players who have had a cartilage transplant and then came back to the NBA. I think Mark Deke said, like, one player ever has even had something similar like this. Not a big name, obviously. I mean, this is super disappointing. I'm willing to give my cartilage to his knee mm-hmm. if it would help. Though my knees are very old compared to Lonzo's. Mm. This guy's 25 years 25 old. 25 years old. The skeleton key of the Bulls. Once yeah. he was gone, everything completely fell apart. It's Jover. It's rebuild time. Like, it really is. If if Lonzo's not coming back next season, and who knows what he's going to look like in the future, it's probably time to start making some moves, for yeah. real, come summertime. I know you don't forget because of how important he was to the Bulls' early success last season, but, you know, 13-5-5, five and five, he was shooting 42% from three on a whole lot of attempts, like seven-plus attempts. I mean, that's incredible. His... Field goal percentage. He had never been a great shooter when he first came in the league, but that started to tick up and up and up and up. And yeah, he's just like, and that's not even talking about what he gave him on the defensive end, which he was a menace, right? So, this you just hope that this third surgery in what last fourteen months corrects this pain and, and issue, and he can get back out there. But I, I unfortunately wouldn't hold my breath. I just hope we get to the point where this guy can walk for the like rest of his life and be pain free and all that, and maybe get back out on the court. I guess. Oh, yeah, third surgery in the last 14 it's months. third you're surgery right, in the right. last 14 months. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Same knee, so obviously. He had, he had one in the preseason. Yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. January, September of 2022, and now this one, when it actually does happen, plus the fourth one, which happened in 2018. Yeah, I had forgotten about that one until you said it. Right, like, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he's had some injury concerns even when the Lakers traded him to the Pelicans. He In those first two seasons, he only played 52 and 47 games yeah. with the Lakers. Then he was part of that Anthony Davis deal. And then with the Bulls, yeah, he's only played 35 games now in two potential seasons, yep, yep. which was uh, the beginning of last year. All right, moving on uh, to the guy that he was uh, part of a three-team deal with. Anthony Davis is our fourth nominee, okay, along with the Los Angeles Lakers, because it goes hand-in-hand. Hand. AD did not play on Wednesday against the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. He was healthy. But they decided to sit him down because it was a back-to-back. LeBron James is out. The Lakers are in a play-in tournament battle. And they decide to sit him down. This is the time to play him. It's as simple as that. Their season is teetering. It truly is. And he has their best player currently who is healthy. Again, healthy. Is he healthy, though? They're saying he has a foot issue. And then he may not play tonight. He's probable tonight against the Mavs. Oh, throw this nominee out. No, I is, know. If it's... he is hurt. But there was talk that he was literally sitting out because it was back-to-back. Yes. Talk in the first half of that back-to-back that Darvin Ham would sit him in the second half of that game yes. to keep him as fresh as possible for the Wednesday night game against the Rockets, who, listen, I think they just sat him out because it's the Houston Rockets and they're the worst team in the basketball and National Basketball Association. Mm-hmm. So that's – it's just shocking. It's just shocking to me. At this point of the season, there's a dozen games left. You got to play ball. Mm-hmm. Unless it is a serious issue. Does he have – you know, is he is he hurt or is he injured? Because yeah, he's he's going to be hurt. It's probably throughout the rest of the end. Yeah, everybody's hurt. Yeah. I would say majority of National Basketball Association players. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. I, I think he should have played, but obviously they had their plan going into it. It's going to be interesting, though. They've got a – they only have one back-to-back left this season, April 4th and 5th, the next to last week of the NBA season, basically. So those games could be super important for the Lakers, the way things are very close right now. They also, like, their end-of-the-season schedule, the games are basically every other night if they're not every night – so I don't know if if Davis's foot is this bad, does he make it to the playoffs? I guess that's a concern mm-hmm. uh, for the Lakers. But they went against the Rockets team with nobody over six foot eight. Basically, the, the Lakers said we're going to go and try and win a game with nobody over six foot eight mm-hmm. because it's the Rockets. They had a chance at it. It obviously didn't go their way. But I don't know. That seemed it seemed like they were f- focused too much on the long term when the short term still matters here. Yeah. They have a five-game homestand right now, the Lakers do. Then they go out on the road for five, and then they finish it at home against the Suns and Jazz. But they play the Jazz twice still, which are obviously huge games with Utah sticking around that play-in tournament. The Thunder they play uh, coming up, one of these games at home. You know, they play the Suns a couple times too. Like, there are some good teams in here as well. Clippers and, uh, you know, the Mavericks even tonight is not like an easy win. I mean, nothing's an easy win as we just saw. They lost to the Rockets <laughs> uh, when you don't have your star player. So, yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. It's just like how <laughs> they're, in a, they're in such a tough spot with AD because it's like, we need you to play because we need to win because we need to get into the play and to have any chance of winning a playoff series. But we also need you for all of those things too. And we <laughs> yes. know that you are made of glass and you unfortunately pick up a lot of weird injuries. So we don't want to put too much on your back to get us there while we're waiting for our other superstar who's injured. I mean, it is a you're caught between a rock and a hard place a little bit. But as we talked about this week, even if you play 20 minutes against the Rockets, it would have been so beneficial. And, and I know he does get hurt, but it would just it would have helped so much. Yeah, and it's 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 a thing that there's chemistry, you know, throughout the entire league. You know that going into every night, if you got good chemistry, it could easily just go poof with an injury. We've seen it with the Raptors. You know, Pascal Siakam goes out, his season goes off the rails. So I'm I'm just surprised that. This is this is the time. <laughs> this is what they made all the trades for to get into the play-in tournament. Now there's a legitimate chance that they don't make the play-in tournament. Although things are, who knows? Who knows? They play the Mavs tonight. I'm seeing from the Athletics Jovan Buha that he's probable. I think he'll play tonight. I think you guys nailed it. It was we're playing the Rockets. Just don't play. We'll get this win. And it blew up in their face. Blew up in their face. And Ham probably regretted not. Hey, we'll give you the second half of the Pelicans game off give us 25, 30 minutes of the Rockets game, we probably win that if you're in there. I think that, I mean, it's easy to say now, but that's what they should have done, likely, in trying to, like, massage his minutes a little bit. Yeah, I, I would put him down for tonight that he'll play. Looks like it. It would also be helpful if the Lakers had another big guy. Like, their team should, their roster should have another big guy. Bamba is out as well, so the three tallest guys on the Lakers, basically, are out for now, but they don't have a backup center. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Davis is their starting center. And Bamba is sort of their backup center, but he's been out for five or six games at this point. They should just have some random tall dude. Like, it could have been Moses Brown. He's gone on another team. Just find a tall guy. Yeah. Stick him out there. That would help. And Thomas Bryant said, I'm done with this team. I'm and, out of here. and wanted more minutes, so mm-hmm. he went to the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, they didn't do everything that they could, as we know, with this roster for the last couple of years. All right, so tell us who is the worst of the week from those nominees or maybe someone we missed. Does Draymond Green get any consideration? His 16th tech? Uh, He'll be missing the next game. That's locked in. And what about us as worst of the week? What happened? Our March Madness bracket brought to to you by our friends at Neutral has uh, 
Not looking great after day one. Now, here's the good news. <laughs> Wedgies galore in day one of March Madness. Six. Six wedgies on day one. That is insane. And mm-hmm. shout out to Brian Anderson, who saw four of them, I believe, with his own eyes Just in one position. Uh, was it in Idaho? Um, no. Where was it? It was one region, though. Des Moines. Thank Iowa. You. Iowa. Yeah. It was Iowa, uh, where they had four Yeah, on, on that one particular court. Yeah. And then two other ones, so six total. But anyway, our, our, our bracket. Um, A lot are busted, though. Are they? Wow. A lot of people Princeton. had. Uh, <laughs> I think. Well, Throw after, that after the Princeton win, I saw 0.12% of people's brackets could still be perfect. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. Perfect. Whew. Yeah. We're nowhere close to that. Well, 252. These are big upsets. That's what I've heard. <laughs> Huge upsets. Uh, so, what are we looking at here, TK? We're 401th. 401st <laughs> in the pool. I also accidentally entered a second blank bracket, which is not doing so well. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure it's not doing equally as well? No, but look, we're doing good here. Our maximum points. Fire it up. Let's get it. 181. Yeah, let's take a look at what our actual bracket looks like. Because I want to see where we went wrong. Well, Virginia was a problem. Oh, man. The fur men got us. The fur men got us. We called them fur boys. And we actually that. did pretty poor in the South region. <laughs> but honestly, that guy freaked out when he got oh trapped. My oh, Jesus. You know, yeah, Virginia, they should have won. I mean, man. I would what say are you the doing? one thing to not do if you're trapped in the corner up by two is just chuck it to the middle of the floor. I thought there was one second left yeah. or something. <laughs> that was bad. There was like seven seconds left when he chucked it. And there's a guy open. <laughs> could have thrown he it panicked. to that guy. Could have thrown it off a leg. Yeah, coach, grown man, could have called the timeout. Yeah, out. they did have that. Would have been huge. The one thing is just like just don't chuck it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even even the guy who stole the ball. There's a great clip of him walking into the locker room. He's like, yeah. Then he just freaking threw the ball. <laughs> Unbelievable <laughs> stuff that that actually happened. Uh, so yeah, that was a problem for us. Oh, we had Same, Virginia going through again. We also too. had yeah. uh, in the lower region of the South. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. We went to Utah recently, so we were <laughs> high on the Aggies. <laughs> yep. They lost to the Mizzou Tigers, and then like everybody else, uh, or many people at yeah. least, Arizona. Man, people had them going to the final four. People had them as a championship contender. Oh, I, I uh, filled out my own bracket uh, outside of this one. And uh, yeah, yeah, I had Arizona winning it all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> straight, that's tough. Straight cross them out all the way through to that last little part. It's like, ooh, that's tough. We did better in some of the other regions. We okay. got Duke and Tennessee Hell yeah. advancing in the East. Easy stuff. We made a last second switch to take Boo Booey and the Northwestern We did. Wildcats. We did. Good job. That was you guys. Yep. Seven and two. Uh, the UCLA Bruins also advanced. That's in the West region. Oh. Illinois lost. Yeah. Sorry to my stepbrother, Dan. Sorry to my dad. Dad. <laughs> but you know what's okay? Tough ones for them. Today. I told, you, I told you they lose in the tournament. That's yeah, what they did. Yeah, you're right. Uh, today we get our, our gales going through. We get our gales? That's for this, sure. Uh, this, uh, hopefully so. Penn State also, I think they won their first tournament game since 2001 is what it said. We were, we were just too high on the Aggies in general. <laughs> just <laughs> agriculture. Big fans. We love the way they grow food from the ground. Texas advanced. We could have a lot of red in this year bracket, though. No, I like our chances now. All these 12s and 13s and even 15s. like That's a good point. You know, That's there's a good parity, point. man. Yeah. Uh, I like our Owls. I like our Kent State, whatever they're called. Golden Flashes? Sure. Oh, yeah. We had a big debate about yeah, that. So <laughs> either we'll be looking really good after today. 
rank-wise because all of these upsets hit, <laughs> or will be even worse than my blank bracket, Yeah, which yeah. is a, certainly a possibility. Uh, one of my uh, favorite tweets I saw about just March Madness in general, especially from someone like us that are NBA fans and don't really follow this all season long, uh, at Ronnie Baboni. 40 minutes of the worst basketball you've ever watched, followed by a buzzer beater. Someone... It's March, baby. <laughs> Man, that is exactly how I feel watching a lot so of these true. games. A lot of it's really shitty basketball. They're kids. Uh, yep. You know, it's 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 college ball. There's, a, there's quite a glaring difference. But, hey, then you get those crazy moments at the end. Oh, yeah. Big buzzer beater. Big shot. You're like, ah, <laughs> this is why we do it. Yeah. In. Well, People say just tune in for a fourth quarter of an NBA game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, Final couple well, minutes of that second you know, half. That's all you need. Uh, did you fill out your own bracket? Nah. No. Did you? You said you didn't either. You no, no, no. To, I, I even submitted this bracket into my family group. <laughs> oh no! Not oh. doing well in that one either. Oh. <laughs> yeah, as you said, we're not far off from the leaders of our pool here. Yeah, it's we're not. not. It's still early. Yeah, I thought we did worse. I thought we did worse. So that well, warms my heart and my fluttering. My heart warms is fluttering. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, a lot of brackets have been busted in our pool and yeah, we're not far off in terms of the maximum amount of points here. Did you watch a lot? Nah. No. I fluttered in and out. <laughs> I was uh like pleasantly surprised when it was like 10:15 and I'm like, "Oh yeah, there's like four games starting it's right still now." Starting. It's like, "Holy moly, this is 12 hours of basketball and the NBA action was going on." Um it's a great time to be a basketball fan. It's, it's March, baby. It's March. All right, let's take our last break. When we come back, pick them results. Rapid fire fun. Don't go anywhere. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adrian, Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. All right, there he is, Dylan Brooks, a.k.a. Vin Diesel. Outside of the, what, market? 
<laughs> yeah, it looks like it. This is a uh, this is Dom's dress look though. <laughs> For sure. The sleeveless button down. All dressed up. <laughs> okay. This may be from his wedding in Los Bandaleros. <laughs> yeah, it might be. He got he got married in this series? <laughs> yeah. No spoilers. Uh, well, yes. Uh, yes. Oh, I didn't know. He that. got married in an off-screen short <laughs> that somehow comes into play like four movies down the road. Crazy. You, you gotta, you Directed gotta listen by, to these, uh, man. By Vin Diesel, that show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. I watched the first one and a half of this series. One and a half movies in this series. I didn't didn't think there was a chance Vin would get married. <laughs> mm. He was too much of a lone This guy's always wolf. talking about family, man. <laughs> this would be the one guy to get married. Uh, is that the short where like they're on a kayak? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, if I'm directing this, I'm making out the whole time. Totally. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Oh, I... Sex in a kayak. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> the balance. Right? The core strength of this guy. Oh. A canoe much easier. His, ha- his arms are just the paddles. That's why he takes the <laughs> sleeves off. <laughs> All right, uh, pick them results. It was the Kings Nets game, and uh, we had a few of us, few of us backing uh, Brooklyn because they were the favorites last night. Tass and I, uh, as we continue to rack up the L's here, we both got it wrong. Kings took care of business in the back-to-back, um, had points to play with, and they won outright. So Trey goes to eight and four. We're four and eight. Where are we going tonight? The Houston Rockets hosting the New Orleans Pelicans. Will the Rockets, worst team in the West, continue to play spoiler as they did on Wednesday against the Lakers? Well, they get five and a half points against the Pels tonight, so they could still lose by five if you want to take them against the Pelicans, who they're playing twice. Mm. Train, I think that the Pels will win by six or more. Take care of business while you got the spoiler Rockets. <laughs> sure, Jeez. man. Kevin Porter Jr. is hot right now, baby. Keep it close, Rocks. They've won two in a row. I haven't won three in a row all season. But again, they don't have to. They don't have to. They don't have to. They'll lose by 40. Let's wrap up this podcast with some rapid fire fun. JD has the questions this week. We've got the answers. What do you got, JD? Yeah, when I have the questions, I always hit Slack. Not an ad to check our (laughs) drop channel. And uh, Skeets, you dropped this tweet into the channel. and bring it up here for you. Got a bachelor party this week, and this is from DJ Bean, at DJ Bean. I don't know who that is, but uh, got a bachelor party this weekend. One of the guys emailed the group and said he has a, quote, bread connect. <laughs> and to let him know, because he can get whatever we want. Literally means bread. <laughs> Burger buns, bagels, you name it. I have thought about Nothing but this email all day. So uh, <laughs> the question is, where is my notes? Oh, yes. What's the weirdest thing you can hook me up with? Who's first? Skeets. Before I answer, I also had a bread connect growing up, and it was Joel McMillan, who's ah. on No Bunts with Tass Mellis every week, the athletic baseball show. Um, his dad owned a Buns Master. <laughs> in Stratford, Ontario. So he was our bread connect. And uh, you know what? It's a nice thing to have. Buns Master is the Canadian knockoff of the Thigh Master. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my answer to Suzanne this... Suzanne Summers. <laughs> Dishing buns. Oh, the carbs are the enemy. Um, what's the weirdest thing you can hook me up with? Uh, JD, I got you mm-hmm. for some tiny scented candles. Ooh. For some reason, we have a whole dresser drawer of tiny scented candles. Can I interest you in some Baltic amber? 
some Ooh. whipped cream and pear, mm, no. maybe some French cade and lavender. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. We got a lot of these. They're I, mini, though. They're like, like what yeah, are we talking? Yeah. Birthday candles or just no, small? No, 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 no. Small scented candles. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, very, uh, what I assume, expensive candles. And we just got a lot of them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, you wow. just guys went on a, on a I run. I don't know. Nora just acquires them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's my tiny scented candle connect. Right. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll hit you up. All right. We, can get, we should have one going in here, really, when you it's think kinda, about it. Yeah. It's very like garagey, a... farts, dogs. Yeah. Kids playing video games in here all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's gross in here. Gross. We got a guest coming in next week Ooh, here for yeah, no I'm going to so. tart it up for Owen. <laughs> okay. uh, he was on Survivor he for played a while. Oh, that's true. Uh, that's make true. it smell worse if you can. <laughs> I'm going to take an awkward dump. Uh, Tassie, what's the weirdest thing you can hook me up with? Well, I know your uh, your Greek background, JD. Yeah. Haven't been there. I hook yeah. you up <laughs> okay. with feta cis. Feta cheese. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, I love feta cheese. I, ha- I literally have a good connect here in Atlanta. Oh, you got a guy. Yo, he's an angry Greek man. He's a, he's a, he's a feisty one, but he gets his, his Greek feta cheese straight from the motherland. Oh, comes wow. in a barrel. Okay. And uh, he'll even if you ask him nicely, he'll dig in with his, his hand. <laughs> he'll give you some of the, the feta juice, the water. <laughs> yes. The water that it comes in. <laughs> put it in a bag you take home. You drink salt water. Good for you. Do you do it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Nice. Probably wow, is this out by you? Or is this no, no, it's in the city. It's on yeah. Ch- Cheshire Bridge. Cheshire yeah. Bridge? Oh, okay. Oh, it's bright. Like how often baby. are you drinking that? Like it's a cup bright. a day? Oh, no, I don't drink oh. I don't drink it. This, oh. this Zuck, this Zuck, but uh, also very good for you. And you. But people do do it. I don't know. Do they? I think no. it's just to store the cheese. It's to store keep the cheese moist. to keep it, to keep it stanky, to yeah. keep it briny. Wow. Yeah, Rachel, every time we go out for brunch, Rachel will order a feta cheese omelet. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that is good. So good. Mm. Yeah. Really well, you got the connect egg. now. Oh, I can hook you up. Yeah. You know, it changes. Maybe like the feta that that you guys get for brunch, but sometimes it could be salty. Sometimes it could be just a creamy. It's sometimes whatever, it could be rocky. Whatever's you know? in the barrel. <laughs> yes, and whatever they sip <laughs> from the motherland. <laughs> So I'm getting real bored at that. Yeah, yeah that's, that last part. Yes, 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 yes. My yes is getting Russian. And uh, anyways, you can't cancel me because this is from my motherland. This accent. So there you go. Uh, I get you feta. Great. I love feta. Uh, Trey, what's the weirdest thing you can hook me up with? Gonna be doing any gardening this year? <laughs> You guys roll up every day to my place. There's been a solo cup under my tree for literally six months. No, I don't do much gardening, but uh, I pay my kids to do it. So, yeah, hit me. I'd like to cut that tree back a little bit. I know. Yeah, we could really scratch it up our vehicles. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) Sounds like you're doing some gardening. I see uh, last frost date here, April 1st. Okay. I got you for some compost. Oh, I'm the compost connect now. It used to be Tess. Oh, wow. But it's me. Okay. I got too much. Mm. So you're giving me your garbage. <laughs> yeah, but it's broken down. <laughs> Good garbage. Oh, okay. All right. All the food we ate for an entire week, what if it was stinky, <laughs> sloppy, and wet? Oh. I'll bring it over. Yeah. That's the thing you never told me about compost. <laughs> yeah, you got to do something with <laughs> you gotta it. You got to do something yeah. with yeah. it. That's yeah, the yeah. problem. I've got this giant spinning bin. Every time I open it, it's every fruit fly on earth yeah. comes out. Oh. But mm. then I got to sort through it. 
I gotta sort through my garbage to get the dirt to use in my... <laughs> Do you still have your compost so close to your house, too? Like, up, uh... That's by our garage. Good, yeah. yeah but it's... you could put it, like, way back if you wanted, just for bugs, I am I'm, I'm nervous to touch that thing. Oh. It is... <laughs> There's some design flaws with my compost. Oh. Yeah, they made, a. Uh... It's a moist environment in there, you know? Yeah. A lot of sweat from the foods. And everything's made of metal. So it's just all oh, rusting rust. and breaking oh, wow. slowly but surely to the point where, like, every week Laura's like, you should email the company, see if they'll send you a new piece. They always will. But pretty soon I'm just going to have a whole new composter that I've put together out of new pieces. <laughs> Sweet. It's Perseus's composter, basically. <laughs> wow. Okay, great. I'm looking forward <laughs> yeah. to that. It's pretty cool, though, because last year we planted a bunch of stuff in our compost. None of the stuff we were hoping would grow actually grew, mm -hmm. but we got a ton of delicata squash mysteriously from oh. the compost. Oh, there were oh. seeds in there. Oh, there you go. Seeds. Got like 15 squashes. Wow. They were great. Cool. Yep. All right, next one. Uh, here's another share from the No Dunks Drop channel. This one is courtesy of Trey. It's uh, a link to redwingshoes.com, and it appears to be Real life Mario boots. Mario, like Mario from Mario Kart. Mario from Mario Land from Donkey Kong. These are his boots, but made in real <laughs> life. I mean, they look ridiculous, honestly. Yes. Um, they're not for sale yet, mm. but no doubt someone will be spotted wearing them in the very near future. So I ask you guys, Skeets, what will be the next cartoon video game shoe? Well, I mean... Big shoes are in right now. These, the big red boots. Mm -hmm. So why don't we just stick with what's popular and go with Mega Man's big blue boots? Yeah. Right? They're very similar to those yes. big red boots when you look at them. They are. So let's just make these. Point here. Like Definitely the, point the toys, here. The toes are point yes, here. Yes, so that's, and that's fine. That'll be uh, you know, a nice little... Uh, little difference from those yeah. big red boots. So. Right to the knee, too. Mega Man. Yeah. I used to love Mega Man. Huh. I like it. Yep. There was a player in the, uh, the Taiwan Cuba game that had the Mega Man theme as his theme music when he came to play baseball. When, oh, he, came, when cool. he came on to hit. That's cool. Really? Yeah, that's cool. This is like come up to bat music. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Cool. Oh, I was uh, going to call it his entry music, but he's not a wrestler. He's a batsman. Anyways. Wow. Uh, Tassie. Well, J.D., we've had a uh, cool cartoon as uh, a logo for a while. We've sold it as a, a sneaker, as a, a shirt for a long time. Mm -hmm. So why not that? Why can't somebody in an NBA 2K play with oh, this cool sneaker, this colorful sneaker? Designed a long time ago by BMAC, Brian McAllister. We brought it back now with no dunks. Sure. It's neat. I love it. Why don't yeah. we uh, talk to Langston Galloway about producing these? He'll yeah. be on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there's the Shoe Fury guy. What's that guy's name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great call. I just we, saw... We got a lot of shoe connects. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the, the Chicago Bulls just made a new pair of shoes for Benny the Bull. Oh. They're very similar, like, shape and style to those. Huh. We can pull it off, I think. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Trey. I'm casting you something yeah, I got here, it. JD. Yeah. Um, I would love to see some SpongeBob <laughs> SquarePants. <laughs> Black clogs, yeah. black rubber clogs. You, you need know. the socks to go with it too. Then, I feel like you think it would be sold as like a two pack. Hundred percent. You get the shoes in there, plus you get a sock with a single blue and red stripe. Yeah, it's a great idea. And you can only wear them with shorts. In. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of black 
rubber shoes kind of look like this anyways. Yeah, yeah you, I, I was going to say, you, I feel like, have a pair of shoes similar to this. <laughs> like a little heel. <laughs> Undeniable. <laughs> Undeniable. Uh, but for this, you would need to have the big bulbous toes, I yes. think, is the key. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. A bulbous toe. All right. Love it. Nice. Okay, great. Great answers, guys. Uh, last one. Uh, yesterday, we already talked about it. By 3 p.m., our bracket was basically busted. Virginia player holding a ball found himself surrounded. He panicked and hurled it up the court. It was like, what, eight seconds left? Yeah, there was way too much time. Yeah. Worst part is they still had a timeout. Poor kid. He's probably going to be thinking about that one for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. What's a boneheaded decision you once made that still eats at you? Skeets. Yeah, it's not funny, but it's not applying for my green card when I immediately moved yeah. to Atlanta. What is a boneheaded decision? I still haven't done it. <laughs> I'm just like the <laughs> ultimate procrastinator now. And uh, it's stupid. Wow. Stupid, stupid, stupid. So yeah, that's my answer. It's not silly or funny. Yeah. Mm. Uh, same. Same for me. Yeah, I, I know. Mean, well, you eventually did it. At I least. did it, but, you know, there was a change in administration. So I know. Well, that's got the whole very, part too. very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. That was a boneheaded thing you did, Skeets. Yeah. Well, what's even crazier is I've paid for it. I just got to do the stuff. You just have to, like, send it in. I got to, like, get my dumb birth certificate. <laughs> like, my mom does not have that. I do not have that. Like, it's this, easy like, to get. Is it, it is re- Yeah, it's remarkably easy to get. You just write it. Just, you just fill out an application online, I think. Because I needed to get mine. What do you mean you think? Didn't you do it or not? I did it. I definitely did it. Yeah, it's yeah, a long-form yeah. birth certificate they want. Oh, they want the, the long form. The long form. It. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's, people apply for it all the time. It's 35 bucks. It's easy. You all get right. it. Yeah. It's check easy. check you your mom's freezer. I couldn't believe my mom didn't have mine. You know but I guess she wouldn't have had the long form one. Yeah. No. yeah. My birth certificate says I was born in 1970. Registered. My registered birth, 1980. It took my parents... 10 years to register my birth. Whoa, I, th- I thought and, that was like illegal. Well, <laughs> hey, it was a crazy time back then. It was because I wanted to join like a swim team or something, and they're like, we need this kid's birth certificate. And she, my mom was like, oh, I guess I should actually go do that now. Whoa. So I was unregistered human <laughs> for 10 for years. 10 years. Wow, crazy. crazy. All right, Tassie, what do you got? Uh, I'll go recent with mine. Uh, Tuesday, I played basketball for the first time in a while. Mm. Hadn't picked up a ball in forever, and I regret that decision because I sucked ass <laughs> so bad, uh, and I, I didn't even warm up all that much. Not that that would have helped, I don't think, because uh, it was bad out there. It was bad. Yeah, chucking ducks. I mean, you had, was, you hadn't played. You, you, you had touched you, a ball like in a, like a year plus more. I mean, I, I picked play, up a ball played. at the old playground couple times but just shot around uh but yeah not really touched not really you know hadn't put it on the on the pavement hadn't made a move (laughs) forever and that didn't work out well screw in trey's compost (laughs) exactly right yeah it was rusty yeah you were talking about going to that game and you were you seemed reluctant oh yeah you didn't say you were reluctant but you're like "Mm, i gotta go play basketball Well, honestly you didn't get hurt that's good that's good yeah nobody got hurt surprising very impressive uh, Trey, what's a boneheaded decision that you once made that still eats at you? When we were in between the starters and no dunks, there was a brief period of time where we had no health insurance. And the very first day we had no health insurance, I tried to touch a squirrel. 
Like, oh, a, what? A squirrel? A squirrel, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were walking the girls to school. There was a squirrel hanging out on like a basically a head high branch. Yeah. And it wasn't moving. And we were just like walking towards it and it wasn't freaking out at all. I was like, Laura, I'm gonna touch this. I'm gonna touch this squirrel. This is gonna be awesome. I've never touched a squirrel in my life. I can't wait. She's like, What are you doing? You can't touch a squirrel. We don't have health insurance. Right, right. Fair mm. point. But the reason it eats at me is because I haven't been that close to a squirrel since. Uh, I should have touched uh, it. It was worth the rest. I should have touched it. Yeah. What? Who what, cares? What's the worst? Rabies. Rabies. Yeah. Probably. Would be hilarious on a podcast. The guy just foaming at the mouth. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it would have been dumb to touch the squirrel, but. Oh, would have felt so good. You want to just Probably, touch that I tail? <laughs> I was aiming tail. Yeah, yeah that thing is so yeah. bushy. <laughs> <laughs> what color? Squirrel. It was a squirrel color. Well, what do you mean? Well, yeah. We only have one color of squirrel. Yeah, there's here. no idea. There, yeah. We there's got only one color. Brownish gray. Yeah. That's the weird thing that's down true. here. We got, yeah. we got yeah. it all in Canada. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. We even got albino squirrels. Yeah. Yeah. In Trinity Bullets. Yeah. Those are freaky. But, like, here's the thing. Can't you befriend a squirrel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw Bob Ross would always, like, be feeding the squirrels <laughs> out yeah. of his hand. Yeah, yeah. They'll eventually come up, like yeah. chipmunks will and stuff. Chip, yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Chipmunks more than squirrels. Yeah, I think They're so, too. Bit, uh, squirrels are more cagey. So you should have touched that squirrel. <sighs> one, one time, I know it. One time sure. growing up, a squirrel got down into our uh, fireplace, and I didn't touch that thing. <laughs> hey, uh, squirrels are scary. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. they really are. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. make yeah. a sort of a creepy squirrels. sound, too. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had to get it <laughs> Not out. Not what you would expect. No. No, no. Yeah, they make different sounds, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Mom boxed that thing and got it out. She's ah, way tougher than me. Good stuff. All right, guys, that's uh, Rapid Fire, Not So Rapid. That's another Drop Podcast, hopefully a classic. You tell us, though. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Make sure you subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Like I said, we got a new Fast Friends, the Too Fast and Too Furious review of that 2003 movie, which we did in 2021. That drops this weekend. We'll be dropping them all weekend. Every weekend, excuse me, as we build our way to Fast X and its premiere in mid-May. Uh, enjoy the March Madness. How many wedges we got today? Like, no way six again, No right? way six. But uh, a couple? Three, yeah. Because Happen. you had a theory, like, this ball they're using, this super bright orangey ball, that thing is very soft. Very squishy, too. Yeah. Yep. Which is, I believe, you know, in part with these kids not being the greatest shooters in the world, why we're getting a lot of wedgies. I think so, too. Yeah. It, so It wants to wedge. <laughs> the ball wants to wedge. <laughs> yeah. Wilson wants it to wedge. Get a great look at that ball. Yeah. Wow. I could have that at my house. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> hopefully we get a couple more in March Madness, a couple in the NBA when we come back on Monday for our winners and losers of the NBA weekend. And uh, hope to see you here at 10 a.m. Eastern from the Classic Factory. Until then, Clipper Bros! You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, enjoy the basketball, sickos. Brace the weekend, people.